Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast. My name is Zahida Mohammadi and I am an emotional mastery and business mentor, boundaries expert, mum to two very special souls and the founder of the Live Inspired Academy. If you are looking to upgrade your relationships, your business and your life and yourself, then this is the place for you. Nothing fires me up more than helping people overcome their limits, discover their gifts, reconnect to their authenticity, their natural fitra, the unique way that they connect to others and their creator so that they can bring those gifts into the world and live with purpose and passion. And that is what this podcast is all about. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration to help you connect to all the possibility and potential that exists within you. Here, you'll find all the tools, resources, strategies, and teachings that you need on your self-development journey. Thank you for choosing to be here. Let's get inspired. Imagine having access to a tool that can relieve stress, bring emotional healing, facilitate physical healing, boost your mood, help you find peace, help you find your purpose and strengthen your spiritual connection. And all you need is things that you already have access to right now. If you want to know more about this tool, I will be sharing more about it and how you can gain benefits from it with a very special guest who will be joining us today. Also make sure that you listen all the way till the end because at the end, there's a very special surprise for you. So do look out for that. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And today I have a very special guest that is joining us and I can't wait for her to share her pearls of wisdom and her perspective on a tool that is going to be so helpful for your emotional healing, for your mental health, managing your stress, and strengthening your faith and your spiritual connection. And really, this tool that I'm that she's going to be sharing with us is something that is so accessible, it's going to cost you zero rands to start. So you can literally start with nothing where you are right now after you finish this podcast. As soon as you listen to it, you can start ASAP. Um, so I'm very excited because it's so wonderful to be able to introduce a tool that's so accessible. I know so many of you during these difficult times are struggling. You're struggling with grief. You're struggling with anxiety. You're struggling with fear, loss of loved ones, um, loss of income, loss of all of these things. There's some each person is struggling with some difficulty, some challenge, some test. And so this tool, couldn't I couldn't be bringing it to you guys at a better time because it is just so accessible to you. So our special guest, let me not leave you in suspense any longer. Our special guest is known as South African Muslima. And we're going to leave her at that. We're going to leave her at South African Muslima. For those of you who know her on Instagram, um, South African Muslima shares some amazing content on Quran journaling. And we're going to go a bit more into that. I'm sure if you've been following me for a while, you've definitely heard me speak about journaling. But what is Quran journaling about? all about? How can it help you? And most importantly, how can you start using this tool immediately? And if you're not following South African Muslima, well, make sure you go and follow her now because it's going to be really helpful to you. So who is South African Muslima? Well, South African Muslima runs an Instagram account by the very same name. And she's a Johannesburg-based Muslim. 
and her account is about sharing her life's challenges and the joy that she gets from seeking sacred knowledge particularly through the quran so for those of you who are not familiar with it the quran is the divine text that muslims people of the muslim faith use and it really is a remarkable text so she hopes to motivate herself first and then others to start and remain steadfast on this lifelike long journey ultimately to gain connection with the almighty um, and gain his closeness she's a wife she's a mom she's a qualified economist who never you know she says never actually used a qualification but i'm going to say well you never know in what ways it actually comes through right and she's currently in her second year of quranic arabic at fatima institute in johannesburg She is also the creator of the Me and My Quran Quran Journal which was a joint project between her and Baitul Hikmah. Intention was to make it easy and affordable for people to start Quran journaling. But even if you decide not to get the journal, we're still going to give you tips on how to start. So, welcome. Assalamu alaikum Zahida. Jazakallah khair for having me on your podcast today. <laughs> We're so excited to have you and we're so excited to welcome you here so thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I want to ask you um when did your relationship you know for someone to put together something like a Quran journal clearly you you have a relationship with the Quran right and I know when you and I were chatting you were saying like you know the Quran is is like that's like my safe space. So you're not a scholar right you're not a scholar you don't come from a you, yes you have you're an economist you all of this and you're doing some studies around arabic studies but someone might say hey you know what you're not a scholar how is it that you actually have this relationship with the quran where did it begin for you look i just attended a traditional madrasa setup when i was growing up where the focus lay on simply reciting the quran things changed in i think 2015 when my eldest son was in grade 1 because i realized my tajweed was not up to the standards he was learning at his madrasa so i started attending private one on one tajweed which uh, classes um with an alima in johannesburg from there we progressed into doing a little bit of hifz which is memorization of the quran and well i eventually stopped because of family circumstances but those classes were hugely beneficial in planting the seed of developing this greater relationship with the quran because i find it i found it more effective to memorize an ayah after reading through a translation of it and having a rough idea of what the ayah meant unfortunately it's a huge challenge i've experienced to propel my relationship with the quran into what it is today um in may 2019 my then 7 year old younger son was diagnosed for the second time with relapsed kidney cancer i was told by a pious person to read surah baqara uh, every day for 41 days as a means of his cure so committing myself to reading it meant i had no time to dwell on my problems as you know surah baqara takes a long time to read okay once i had completed it this habit of reading the quran and this love for doing so became established but just reading it wasn't enough anymore i needed to know what it meant too i began read, reading a quran katam alongside an its english translation before this i would only read an english translation in ramadan every year but now i i started doing a new one and inspired by people i followed on social media i started making little posted notes in my quran of the meaning of verses that stood out for me and then if i really a verse really touched my heart i'd look up those verses by watching the tafsir um which is the translation like which is the commentary of the verse on youtube and on basically i follow speakers that appeal to me like numan ali khan umar suleiman yasir qadi 
And if something really stood out for me, I'd include short notes on those post-its of what I had learned. And from there, the idea to tag my Quran was born. Um, what else can I say? <laughs> that sounds like quite a journey, right? Because, you know, you started like most of us, which is we went to a traditional madrasa. You learned your right. ba, ta, ta. You learned how to actually recite the Quran. Um, you may have learned, most of us may have, may have learned some very rudimentary Arabic, maybe that kind of stuff, you know, but not, not yes. much more beyond that. And obviously, you know, it's really we're advised to recite the Quran as much as possible, especially in Ramadan. That is a time where, you know, where we recite the Quran more. Many of us might be doing um, Surah Mulk um, at the end of the day or Yasin or whatever it is. But it, and it becomes part of our daily ritual, which is amazing. We should make it part of our daily ritual. And there's amazing benefits to actually just reciting the Quran. Like some people don't even realize the kind of energetic benefits. There's a whole science to it, the energetic be benefits to reciting the Quran. But you, you know, through your recitation, they awakened within you this, you know, wanting more. It's like, well, you know, I'm reciting the surah and the surah Bakara is a really long surah, right? So <laughs> every day you're reciting this long surah and you're like, well, what is it that I'm actually saying? Like, it's great. I'm, I'm getting the benefits from reciting it, but what am I actually saying here? What am I actually reciting? And so you looked up the translation and right. then you said, as you looked up the translation, Obviously, the translation on its own, you know, there's still so much more to that. Each and every single ayah, each and every single, um, and for those who are listening who might not be familiar with it, ayah is loosely translated as verse, but as, you know, Noman Ali Khan beautifully illustrates, it's not even the a way to describe it, right? A verse is a very um, limiting way of describing it. An ayah is literally a sign. So every single um, line, I could say in the Quran, is a sign within each of it there's so much there right so every single ayah has so many multiple layers of meaning and then you obviously felt okay I'm going to look up these surahs online go onto YouTube I'm going to follow these different people who can give me perspectives and then that went into post-it notes to kind of cement it in your memory and that's where Quran tagging was born so tell us a little bit about Quran tagging so Quran tagging so what happened for Quran tagging was that the duas that were important to me, I started getting those little sticky flags and writing down, say, dua for pious children, right, on the side. And then I didn't like my handwriting. So then I bought one of those little um, home printers and I printed out my own labels and I stuck them on there. And then I shared pictures of it on social media. And then people commented and said, please, can you tag my Quran for me? And I did not want to tag the Quran for them because I feel people need to invest in their own relationship with the Quran. I don't want to hand it. I've actually even got a tagged Quran when I went for Hajj in 2016, which had like read this ayah for a healing or read this ayah if you're trying to conceive. And I did not want to hand them a fully tagged Quran. I wanted to give them the tools to do it for themselves and the starting point to deepen their relationship with the Quran. And slowly, with Allah's mercy and his power, we, I got the idea to develop the Quran tagging kit, which is now available. I love what you mentioned there. You know, you said that, you know, people said, can you do it for me? Um, but you said that it's almost like you want, and I love the words that you used, you said invest in their own relationship with the Quran, right? And you're almost saying that by using, you know, doing the tagging yourself, 
it's helping you develop a relationship because by doing the tagging, you automatically like are kind of looking at those verses differently. You are exploring them a little bit more. You're going deeper in. You also mentioned, you know, um, the difficulty, the challenge that came up with regards to your son. Do you want to share a little bit more with us about this, about how your uh, Quran journaling and developing your relationship with the Quran has helped you in kind of managing the anxiety and the stress and the worry and the fear because there's so much that comes with having a child who's unwell it's you know it affects if the whole family it affects your parenting because you know your time is taken up with this child it affects your marriage because now everything centers around it it affects you financially so it affects you on so many levels how is it that something um something like Quran journaling helped you through this look during these three years of my child's illness, illness, the Quran is the one thing that has literally kept me sane. It's made me feel, well, reading it with the translation has made me feel that Allah is talking to me directly, consoling me, giving me the strength to keep going. It's I've literally talked myself through so many hopeless situations using Quran journaling. Let me give you an example. I think that would be the best way to illustrate it, right? In March this year, we just received the news that um, Umar's cancer was back for the third time, right? So we happen to be reading, I happen to be reading Surah Room as part of my Quran Fatim. And this surah is all about the signs of Allah, right? It lays out visible examples that prove Allah's miracles. And it tells you to search for the miracles of Allah in your own life that touch you on an individual level. So I ended up reading the verse, um, verse number 19, which says, Allah brings the living out of the dead and brings the dead out of the living and brings to life the earth after its lifelessness. And thus you will be brought forth. This was the day we received the news, right? And subhanAllah, here was my sign. I was picturing my baby wrapped in a coffin and I was feeling such a sense of despair, but how Allah could do anything. How could I lose hope when I had Allah? Of course, he could bring my Umar, which actually means life, back to life or restore him to full health despite all medical odds. Four months later, here he is, alhamdulillah, post-surgery and radiation, jumping around like any other nine-year-old boy. And that was my sign that everything was going to be okay. And alhamdulillah, it is okay. <laughs> and if anyone's listening, please can ask you to make a short dua that he stays in remission and completely healthy for the rest of his long um, life, inshallah. Ameen. May Allah grant him the most beautiful life of ease and closeness to his creator and ease in this world and the hereafter. Um, because um, he's kind of the inspiration for this whole uh, Quran journaling Right. Definitely. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And, you know, you use some words there. You said that when you were reading through these verses, like you turn to the Quran, um, looking for that sense of consolement, looking for that sense of peace, looking for that sense of like, I'm, I am just lost. I am just bereft. Like, guide me. Um, and, you know, there's a beautiful saying that I saw somewhere. I, I can't remember who to give credit for the saying. But the saying is that the Quran is a love letter from God to us. And I just yes. love that because, you know, within all of the ayah there, you are bound to find something that just strikes a chord. And that's what you found on that day. Like you heard from Allah exactly what you needed to hear at that point in your journey. Has that happened to you at other points? Can you randomly sometimes just kind of open up and feel like there's a verse that just speaks to you? Because someone might say, you know, everyone's a bit different. And sometimes we can get a little bit 
ahead of ourselves and overcomplicate things, right? And I know this from working with people so much is that when you when you offer someone a tool, they can sometimes make it very complex. And someone might say, well, how do I do it? Do I start with Surah Bakra? It's such a big Surah. Do I, you know, go Surah by Surah? Do I go Ayah by Ayah? Do I just randomly open up? Like, what's the right? And I'm going to put right in inverted commas. What is the right way to do this? Can you, can you shed some light on that? Because I feel like sometimes people can make it more of a stress than it needs to be. Look, there's absolutely no right way of doing this either. <laughs> there's no right and there's no wrong way of doing this, right? There's, we have to differentiate between tafsir and tadabbur, right? Tafsir is, the classical, is a classical commentary of an ayah of the Quran by a scholar. From there, you get legal rulings, uh, like it, it, it reveals the context of, of a verse. It's something that we cannot do as average person. It's something done by scholars. Then we have tadabbur. That means the deep pondering of Allah's words, right? It's a reflection of how an ayah touches your heart. And anybody can do that, Zaida. Whether it means opening the Quran to a random place or starting at the beginning and reading five ayah a day and, okay, this one touches me today, or starting at your favorite surah and, yeah, starting from the first line of that surah and stopping when there's a, there's a, is an ayah, the translation of an ayah, which just says, wow, and gets to you. Whatever you do, it's the right way of doing it, right? As long as you're not deriving any new laws from it, or if you have any doubts, consult your local alim, right? But anything that applies to how it affects you, you can't go wrong with, if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense because I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. They might say, but you know what? And, and I grew up around some of that rhetoric when I was growing up. And I think I shared the story with you when you were chatting before is that when I was about 13, 14 years old and I just had this like thirst for the Quran and I found this, you know, this old, it was, I think a little bit moldy, not, not moldy, but it was like um, the color was off, right? The color went off because it was discolored and all of that. And I found this translation, of, it was just translation, it wasn't even tafsir, it was translation of the Quran. And it was that old English, like that Shakespearean English, like thou art and all of that. But I, I was just like, I was reading it voraciously. And I remember, you know, certain elders around me said, you know, you're not supposed to read the English translation of the Quran. And I just thought to myself, that's so odd. Why would they say that? And, you know, years later, when some of the alims came forward and said, we absolutely should be establishing a relationship with the Quran, I went back and phoned them and I said, you know, I just want to let you know. And I can understand where their thinking came from back then because there was not as much information. There was not as much access. There was not as much uh, education that we have now. But now we have all the resources at our fingertips. And so I love that you drew that distinction between tafsir and the, and, and the reflection and the pondering, because what you're really saying is that, you know, tafsir is a whole lot of, you know, it's a science on its own in terms of context, in terms of, you know, you have to have a very, very deep understanding of Quranic Arabic and Quranic Arabic is different to colloquial Arabic. There's so many nuances to it. Um, context is everything. And so we're not deriving law from that, but what we are doing is just seeing how does this deepen my connection to my creator? How does this deepen my feeling of closeness to him? How can I draw comfort and solace from this? So I'm just gonna summarize the way that you said it. You said you can either just start with your favorite surah or you can just open up randomly and start with a verse. And that's the beauty of the Quran that you don't necessarily need to go um, you know, you don't, if for Quran journaling and for reflection and pondering, any ayah 
in isolation has so much meaning and so much depth for you and so much to ponder on. So even if you just focus on an ayah at a time and a few random ayahs, it's still going to give you a lot. You don't necessarily, yes, of course, it's nice to go step by step, but you can kind of use a combination of this and, uh, or you can go through a specific long surah and carry on. There's no, like you said, there's no wrong way to do it. And I really love that because that makes it so accessible and it doesn't have to be complicated at all. So, can I stop you there, Saida? <laughs> I hope you don't mind. You can also alternatively let me talk about my me and my Quran journal just for a second. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Please tell us. Because I, I'm just going to say that um, I okay. do have a copy and I love it. I love how it's laid out. I'm, I'm a bit of a stationary junkie also. So I really love the, you know, the feel of it and the look of it. And I really love how it's laid out because the way it's laid out, it, it's laid out in a, in a very easy way that it kind of prompts you to do this Quran journaling in a very, you know, you don't even have to think about it. You just have to go ahead and do it. So please tell us more. Great. So at the back of the Me and My Quran journal, there's a list of where to find different du'as in the Quran, right? And even there's a whole category of verses according to a specific theme. For example, there's like 10, 10 or so verses which say, if you're looking for happiness, go to these verses. And then the surah number and the ayah number is there. It's as simple as looking it up, reading the translation and going with what your heart says from there. So yeah, that's another way of doing it. <laughs> okay, I love that because I'm actually, I've opened up my copy here and I'm going to the back. And this is so nice because you've got a, like an a, um, index of all the important du'as. Um, right. And then you've got like, there's a whole, there's quite a few verses on happiness, quite a few um, verses or ayah on healing, uh, protection yes. from harm. There's quite a few things there. So you could even just, if you have a Quran journal, you could even just start with any of these. Like if you feel like you're lacking inspiration, you could just turn to the back, choose one of the verses and go with that. That's exactly it. I love that. So you've made it quite easy and quite simple. Now let's talk about someone who maybe, you know, doesn't yet, uh, isn't yet able to kind of invest in the Quran journal, although it's very, very affordable. Sure. Let's just say sure. they can't, or maybe it's someone who's not from South Africa, right? I don't know. Do you guys ship right. Okay, not yet. But, but so someone's not from South Africa or for whatever reason, they can't get access to the Quran journal right now. Can they no start problem. Quran journaling? How would they do that? Of course, it's as simple as using, as needing a notebook, a pen, and an internet connection, basically. That's all you need to start Quran journaling. And of course, a heart that recognizes that the Quran is its is your ultimate source of happiness and success in this world and the next, right? Anything else beyond that is a bonus. I would totally recommend the free app, Al-Quran, by Green Tech Apps Foundation, right? It contains the Arabic the English translation, and a short tafsir by Ibn Kathir, right? So tafsir, as we mentioned, is the commentary of an ayah of the Quran by respected scholars. It describes the context and reason for revelation, and it extracts Islamic laws and rulings based on the ayah, right? And tafsir Ibn Kathir is one of the most renowned and accepted explanations of the Quran in the world. It's short, but it's so comprehensive. It like includes hadiths, which are sayings of Muhammad وسلم, related to the ayah, as well as commentary on it by respected scholars, right? And what I wanted to say is that it's so simple and no verse commentary takes more than a few minutes to read. So even if you just have a few minutes and your understanding is very basic, you will understand the scene Ibn Kathir. So it's 
So what I'd say is you open your you open your Quran, Quran app, right? You open a notebook, you get your pen, you write down the verse, you find a verse that appeals to you, like we mentioned how to find one. You write down the verse, you write down, if you can, write down the Arabic also, or at least the transliteration, just to get the feeling of the sound of the Arabic words. Because like you said, there's so much energy in those in those Arabic words, right? The translation is not the Quran, right? But so you write down the Arabic verse and the translation, right? And then just simply write down whatever it inspires in you, a reflection on how it applies to your current life circumstance. It can be an action it inspires in you to change for the better, whether it's to um, stop doing something that Allah prohibits or to start doing something that Allah commands us to do, right? Or even just to do why it inspires you to make. For me, the greatest benefit has been uh, making du'as based on Quranic ayah, right? Literally, my Quran journal is a du'a journal. And I feel like that's just so powerful because you're putting it on paper and of course it's going to manifest in some way at some time in the best way, right? I don't know if you want me to go into a short example of an ayah. Yes, we're absolutely going to get there. But before we get there, okay. Um, okay. I love that you said that your Quran journal has become a dua journal. For those who are not familiar with the term dua, dua is like a prayer, a prayer that you make to God, something that you ask of God, right? And it's such a it's such a beautiful way of putting it out there because as you're mentioning now, you know, I don't know about you, but I certainly have had like situations where I've made a dua a few times and then I literally forgot about the dua. And then I go back and sometimes I write them down and I go back and I look and I'm like, oh my God, it happened exactly like this. Like, I didn't even realize I'm actually living in this dua right now, you know? So this is so nice because not only are you developing your relationship with the Quran. So first of all, you are getting, you're getting a reward just for doing this, for sitting down and doing it, right? You're prioritizing your relationship with the Quran. You are gaining closeness to your creator. You're being consoled. You're gaining inspiration. You're gaining a sense of peace because we know surely in the remembrance of God, your hearts find rest. And that is what you're doing in that moment. So you're gaining all of these emotional benefits. You're gaining all of these mental well-being benefits. You're gaining physical benefits because like we said, the recitation of even a single ayah has such an impact and such a healing impact on your energetic vibration um, and at the same time you're also kind of planting the seeds there and getting inspiration about the kind of prayers that you might might want to make because sometimes even you know in difficult times and I think it's important to mention this sometimes when we're in difficult times you just feel so mentally and emotionally exhausted that you don't even know what to pray for sometimes. There's such fatigue within you. And I feel like a lot of people during these times are actually experiencing this right now. So by doing this, you know, this you're sitting with an eye and pondering on it, from the ayah itself, you're kind of asking God to make a way for you, to open a way for you, to, to inspire you, to motivate you, to heal you, to accept you, whatever it might be. And in these, you know, in those difficult times, it kind of gives you the inspiration to find the right words. Have you ever found that, that, you know, you really are at a loss for what to even ask for? And by, you know, engaging with an ayah, it actually gives you so much inspiration on what to ask for. Oh, for sure. The Quran is the best guide to everything, <laughs> including asking Allah, definitely. <laughs> And I have to ask you also, because you mentioned, okay, this, um, we said, even if you start with zero rands, you just need a notebook or loose pieces of paper. I mean, whatever you have lying around, a pin and um, 
a Quran app, right? And Al-Quran is a free app. It's so nice because it even gives you word by word translation, right? So you can start with zero rands. But I want to ask you, let's just say somebody wants to invest and prioritize this relationship that they're developing and they get the Quran journal and now they want to invest in a tafsir. So I have to ask you, what's what's your favorite tafsir or what's your top (laughs) favorite tafsir? Um, And and what would you recommend for someone who's a complete beginner, for instance, um, in terms of tafsir? Okay, uh, I'm actually a Quran translation collector, right? I love reading I love different that. translations I love of the Quran. <laughs> I started when I was about 14 or 15 with the Abdullah Yusuf Ali, the Shakespearean English. I think that was the same one I had. I think that was the same one I had. <laughs> it was the only one our parents had. I can yeah. picture that faded copy that you're talking about, right? <laughs> I started with that, but it wasn't very easy to read, especially as a teenager. And then, like I said, every Ramadan, I made this intention from maybe for the last 20 years or so to read an Arabic khatam or completion of the Quran and then read the Quran in English in its entire form. And that has been life-changing. And so I've progressed from the very difficult English translations until the really modern, simple ones you get today. And today there are some awesome translations out there in fact i've written an article about it which we can post the link to at some point so you anyone who's interested can read up about it and see what um choose one based on what they're looking for exactly right because some have just the arabic and or some have the arabic and the english translation some are just english translations and then some have the word by word translation of the arabic as well as the arabic as well as the translation right but if I had to tell everyone to invest in one thing, it's just a good Arabic-English physical copy of the Quran, not even a tafsir, right? Just a, a good translation of the Quran. And for me, the greatest starter is the Quran made easy by the late of the A.H. Ilyas, right? It's available at most Islamic bookstores. And it's simple. It's the English we used to. And what I love about it is that there's no commentary at the bottom of the page, but the, the, the information you need to understand the context is written in brackets within the translation of the ayah. So it's really simple and easy to read. And then if you read that one and you want to go about a bit deeper, the one I'm currently reading is called The Majestic Quran by Dr. Musharraf Hussain. And it's absolutely amazing. I can't I'm going to interject. I've been after it ever since I saw you posted about it. And I just managed to get a copy recently. Did so <laughs> I finally got a copy. Yeah. I finally got a copy from Ikra Agency. So they sent that through to me. So I'm, 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 I've been quite excited to get into that. <laughs> it's so exciting. I can't tell you. What I love about it is that all the Arabic is on the right side of the page, right? And then the English is on the left side of the page. So it separates the two, right? And and it's in the in the Indo-Pak script that we are used to because a lot of translations are in the Madani script, which we find difficult as South Africans to read because of the Madrasa we've learned and the way we've learned how to read Quran, right? And then what, what I have never seen before, which makes me so excited and which is so awesome for Quran journaling is with this majestic Quran, 
every block of ayah has a subject heading. I don't know if you've seen it, right? So there's 1,500 different subject headings. So the Quran has been divided into these 1,500 different headings. So it's, it's, broken, it's broken down into such a simple way. And a lot of people who are starting to read a translation of the Quran don't understand how things flow in the Quran, if that makes sense. Like, it seems so random sometimes, the arrangement and the order, and why is Allah Ta'ala talking about Musa salam here, but he's been talking about punishment and the hereafter shortly before that. How do they relate to each other? And these headings just put it all into context and make it so understandable. And then the other thing which is awesome about it is on the side of each page, on, there's this little, these little notes, right? And they force you to reflect on something about that page. So I don't have it here, so I can't even give an example, but it's awesome for Quran journaling. And oh, it will just say something like, look at these signs of Allah. How do you reflect on the signs of Allah in your life? But it just starts this, 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 this thinking about the Quran, which we don't do and which I feel so passionate about, instead of just reading it rotely, which I know you get the reward for, right? But we have to think about it. Allah has given us intellect and reason, and we need to use that. And what better way of using our reasoning and intellect than on the Quran? Here is our miracle. Here is our answers to every single one of our life's problems. Here's our guidance. Here's our way of success in this world and Akhirah, inshallah. Amin, amin. And I love that you're so passionate as you know, I can see the passion. I, the passion. I think I got sidetracked there, sorry. No, I love the, I, like I told you before, the tangents and the sidetracks are where the, the beauty is, right? Because, and I'm, I'm going to mention this because you mentioned it and I know some of my listeners here are deep thinkers. I think we have some very deep thinkers that listen to this, to these podcasts. And, um, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the, how the ayah are, are laid out. And sometimes you might wonder, like, how, how did we jump from this to this? Because even though the, each uh, surah has a, um, has a title, you'll find that, yes, you know, some parts of it will relate to that, but there's so many other things. By no means is the content of that surah limited to that particular topic, right? So, for example, yes. Surah Ibrahim has, you know, the story of Abraham, peace be upon him, but there's so much more there. It's not only the story of Abraham, there's other things there as well. And someone might say, well, shouldn't, you know, how, do, how does that work? Because when we read English texts, that's all we have to compare to because we're English speakers. When you read English texts, that's how things are, right? Each chapter will relate to a specific topic and then it'll build on it and build on it. And Noman Ali Khan actually has a book that he co-authored. I don't know if you come across it, Divine Speech, where they yes. go into this, right? So you are, so you're nodding your head. So you know about this, right? But to share with the listeners, Divine Speech is where they go into an understanding of like, at first, when you look at it, it all kind of looks random, right? But when you really start to look at it and, and analyze it, you actually find that there's this amazing, in and of itself, that is a miracle, that there's this amazing ways that the Quran will draw from here and draw from there. And it's like this beautiful puzzle piece that comes together. And you can only really unravel that puzzle when you start developing a relationship with the tafsir and with the translation. Because if you're only doing the recitation, you miss out on this whole mystical, magical, puzzle of the way it's been put together and there's actually this geometrical symmetry that the Quran has and it's astounding and that in, of, in and of itself is a sign of the miracle of the Quran 
because no human being would be able to put something like that together it is truly miraculous it is truly divine and so you know that book divine speech is a really really nice one to look at if you know if you don't have to do that but if you're someone who wants to take it further because it just kind of opens your eyes to the way the quran is put together and as you've been sharing um it's only through this that we start to make the connections between these different areas of the quran definitely and then i know i got side checked so i'll go back to the tafsir of the quran right <laughs> so if you're going to buy one thing buy a good physical translation of the quran right the tafsir of the quran i don't think is so important yet because they are they, like i said tafsir ibn kathir is online and it's free right if you're enjoying that and you're getting benefits and you want to delve deeper into the tafsir then the 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 book i use is the mariful quran by mufti muhammad shafi and that's an excellent investment and that delves deeper into each ayah but start with tafsir ibn kathir because the mariful quran can become a bit overwhelming and intimidating and if you're enjoying that then i would recommend mariful quran yes and i think that's a great recommendation let's let's keep it as simple as possible at first and then just build that habit and on that note how do we build that habit because this is the question i get all the time oh i would love to i would love to self care i would love to quran journal i would love to do all of these things i'm so busy i don't have time either my life you don't know my life my life is very hectic i don't have it and usually i say well you need boundaries but beyond that also <laughs> right that's like my answer to everything but beyond that also um you are a mother and you run all of these projects and you know you have a child that has been through a lot so it's not like you're just sitting around thumbing you know twiddling your thumbs with nothing better to do you obviously have a very full busy schedule and yet quran journaling has become part of your routine how do you work it into your routine and if someone is really pressed for time and let's be honest who isn't at this point someone is really pressed for time how would you recommend they start what's achievable for people is 5 minutes enough do you have to sit down for 1 hour tell us more about this 5 minutes is totally enough right the key is to keep it simple don't be overwhelmed by the pictures the beautiful pictures you see on instagram of quran journaling i know right it's so much pressure it's like all this <laughs> and the, like a bullet journaling and you're like oh my god i don't know when am i going to do and the brush paint work and the beautiful script and i can't do that right and if you're going to see that you're going to put too much pressure on yourself and you're never going to do this right just stick to a five like you said a five minute routine every day is enough right get make a, a pretty space that makes you happy right and keep your quran there so it's always visible with your notebook and your pen right so it reminds you to do this every day until it becomes a habit right and then just sit down and write down something that the that 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 you are inspired to do so i'll give an example right we all know the verse uh, in surah al-nashr the two verses the first five and six which say fa inna ma'al usri yusra inna ma'al usri yusra right which means for indeed with hardship is ease indeed with hardship is ease right all you have to do is open the tafsir ibn kathir app on your phone which you mentioned right and when you open the app all it says is whatever troubles are encountered by the creation allah always provides a relief with it the relief does not merely come after the difficulty it is provided with it that's it that's all it says right and from there it would compel me to write down a dua because i'm big about the duas right so i would write down a dua like this 
Oala helped me to be a grateful slave who recognizes and appreciates the ease that is written into, written into every test that I encounter. That's it. That exercise wouldn't take more than five minutes, but I promise if you do it consistently, whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis, I promise you it will be life-changing. I love that. And I'm also going to add in here that Allah himself says, if you walk towards me, I will run unto you. If you create that five minutes to do this, he will place barakah in your time. And he will enable you to make this easy. Like he will enable you to create the time for it. He will, he will find ways in which it works its way into your schedule. So show that consistency. Walk towards him and show that you're making some effort. And I promise you, like, you know, South African Muslima is saying, you will be shocked at how easy he makes it for you. So stop relying on your human ability and start relying on divine capability. Start tapping and tuning into that. So just start creating that space. Do it for even 10 days. And I guarantee you, you will see such so much more barakah in your time. That's exactly it. I love the saying, you do Allah's work and he will do your work. And I swear by that saying, put those five minutes away for Allah and see how the barakah, like you say, will come in your time and all your work will be easy for the rest of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't wait to see, like, guys, if you're listening to this and you're inspired by this and you get started, put a picture on, tag me, Live Inspired Today, tag South African Muslima. We want to see, we want to see, you might inspire us. We might see a verse differently. We might get some inspiration from dua and then that beauty just spreads around. And I must say, you actually inspired me right now because I have this lovely space in my office with a nice chair and all of that that I don't often sit in, but I actually need to put my Quran there. I never thought of that, of just having it out. I tend to put it away in a cupboard because, you know, you want to be respectful with it and all of that. But at the same time, if it's there, I'm more likely to just open it randomly during the day even, you know, it becomes part exactly. of my life. You, you need to be able to see it to, 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 to get that habit going, if it makes any sense. Absolutely. After a while, you'll remind yourself, your heart will just feel something's missing and you need to do this for yourself, yeah. right? But just to get into the habit, have it visible and have it looking good so you get started. Yeah, as they say, out of sight is out of mind. So obviously the converse is true. If it's in your sight, it's on your mind as well, right? Definitely. Okay, great. That's really, really helpful. So you've shared so much with us today, South African Muslima. We, you've shared with us how your relationship with the Quran has actually helped you through the most difficult situations in your life. There really is, you know, very little in life that's a bigger test than a test of the health of your child. That's a massive, massive test. May, you know, may those of us who have children have healthy children with long lives. Uh, for those who are wanting children, may God bless you with the best of children. Um, but yeah, you, it's, it's helped you through these tremendous difficulties. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. You've shared how we can get started with zero rands. You've shared that how, if you want to actually invest, where to get started, where to invest your money. You've shared how simple it can be and how you can literally take five minutes. Um, the inspiration behind it. Now tell us, as we wrap up, tell us where can someone, if someone's saying, you know what, this Quran journal sounds like it's for me, I want to invest in it, where can they actually obtain a copy? You can get a copy from Betel Hikma, right? And the nice thing is they have offered your listeners a special discount for the next week, valid from tomorrow, which is the 8th of July, I think. Thursday, the 8th of July. Yes, Until... I think well, the, this podcast is actually going to be up by tomorrow. So from today. Okay, <laughs> oh, so when so people are listening to it, it's today. <laughs> 
from today for the next week where you will get, I think it's a 10% discount on the Quran journal. So it's currently 250 Rand. But I'm not just saying this because I helped create it, but it's totally value for money because like you said- I can't agree more. I can't, the quality <laughs> there, the quality of the journal, like I was not expecting it to be so high quality for that price. Alhamdulillah. And we really, we just wanted to make it as affordable as possible so we could reach as many people as possible. That was the intention behind it. It's not to make money, right? And you get the washi tape and the stickers and the and the journal. I love and the stickers. So They're so cute. The stickers are just so cute. Man. I just love them. <laughs> like them. Yes. Right. So it's 250 Rand, but you'll get a uh, 10% discount on it for the next week. And Zaira will post the discount code for you. And you can use that either by visiting the store or by using it online. And yeah, that's where you can get it from. It's also available from so many stockists nationwide. If you need to, if you'd rather not pay the career and you'd rather get it from someone near you, just send me a DM on my Instagram account and I will direct you to your nearest stockist. Okay, great. So South African Muslim, you can DM her. She'll tell you who, who's your nearest stockist. Um, the discount code, I will put it on my Instagram and it will be in the show notes below. So go into the description below um, because all the details will be there. And this is, obviously this offer is at the time of recording. So if you're listening to it after the dates, unfortunately, the same pricing and the same discount won't apply. But for those of you who are here, when this is first released, well done to you, make sure you subscribe. So you're always the first one to be around when it's released um then the discount code you said applies from the 8th of july until the 15th the 15th the 15th great and what is the discount code do you know it we'll we'll just put it in the Put it in the show notes, we'll right? It it on my phone. So put it in the show notes. Right? So you're gonna have to, guys, have to, you're gonna have to click on that, or just go onto my Instagram. You will find it there as well. Uh, Live Inspired ZA. But this has been an amazing conversation, and I'm so excited because, guys, I please don't underestimate this, right? Sometimes when something is free, we do tend to underestimate it. Let me tell you, there's nothing to underestimate. You're like you have at literally at your fingertips something so majestic something so healing something so remarkable use it use it and it you can feel the benefits from it for literally five minutes a day show, show me one other thing that's so accessible show, just show me one thing show me one thing that's so accessible and so powerful and so beneficial and i'm telling you as someone who has studied many many modalities yeah, I'd like to see you come up with that, right? Because it is it is truly a miracle, right? So thank you so much, South African Muslima, for joining us. I feel like we could go so much more in-depth into this, but I feel like we've given everyone everything that they need to start with this process, to start with this journey. And of course, if you do uh, get the Quran journal or you do any kind of Quran journey, even with your simple notebook, any kind of notebook and even if you don't have the Quran journal tag us take a picture and tag us we would love to see you never know how you're going to actually inspire us or inspire one of our you know one of our community members is there any are there any words that you want to leave the listeners with today I think my favorite quote of all time I have to it's written on in, in the inside of every single one of my journals so I inside every single one of my Quran sorry and I have to share it with you guys right Anything will reveal its secrets if you love it enough, right? Ah, That's the key. Oh, man, I feel that. I love that. Say that again. Say that again. Anything will reveal its secrets if you love it enough. Oh. just start oh, that's so beautiful and you know why I love, love that? no one thinks about loving the Quran who here 
ever thinks about the fact that you love the Quran, right? Most of us are like, oh, better read the Quran. If you doesn't, don't. The Quran is going to curse you. This is such a different way of looking at it, right? This is like looking at it from a lens of love and a lens of developing, like you know, when you're developing a relationship with someone. You're developing love. I love that. That's exactly it. And if you take the first step, of course, the love is going to come flowing into your heart, and then the secrets will come into your heart. Just start. Allah's waiting for you, like you said. Start walking towards him, and he'll come to you running. Oh, what a beautiful note to end off on, guys! If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to leave a comment or to rate this episode in the apps because that really helps as well. Um, that's one way you can give back. But please feel free to DM and let us know your experience about Quran journaling and so on. We really, really. Yes, please. You will DM me also. I'd love to see your creations. I'd love you to see it. DM South African Muslima, and you know we want to see you apply this. You've listened to this. You've come to the end of the podcast. Um, listen, listen. Not don't just listen to it. Apply what you've learned here today. Make it benefit you. You know. So let's. That wraps it up for today. Thank you guys for joining us on this beautiful conversation, um, and we hope it's of immense benefit to you. Thank you to you, South African Muslima, once again, Jazakallah Khair, for joining us and sharing this with us and sharing your experience with us. We so appreciate it. Barakallah. Assalamualaikum.